This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Back of the Nest Preview Show. Sponsored by Pitch Sport. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford, and unlike Palace, there are no new additions to the squad, so you'll have to make do with Eskiff and Burt for another year. First up, it's desperate to be our rival Southampton who will be looking to pick up where they left off last season. But can Royable of pre-season scupper their plans? Back of the Nest. Sponsored by Pitch Sport. PitchDMM.com Yes, back at it for another season. Exciting times. Um, all a bit more optimistic. Well, in my head anyway, than it was when we left off at the end of operation project restart whatever it was called but um i'm gonna undoubtedly have eskif bring me that back down to earth thanks for joining thanks i'm, I'm actually really disappointed because albert had put in a transfer request and much like wilf there hasn't even been an inquiry let alone a bid for him so <laughs> yeah well has, has anyone told bert that this is a premier league podcast <laughs> <laughs> hello bert Nice to be back. Well, that's, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Now it kind of feels like I don't mean it. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I've um, Me and Heskiff met up over the summer. Oh, thanks for the invite. Yeah. Um, it's London postcodes only. So. <laughs> we, um, I met your lovely new dog. You've got, you got a puppy. I have, um, who is asleep at the moment. So if you hear me swearing even more than normal, it's because he's run into my room and started messing around with all my stuff. Mate, no, listen, you're, you're, you're constantly talking for the next 45 minutes. I mean, we're at risk of me falling asleep, let alone, <laughs> let alone the dog waking up. That's true. Uh, what have you been up to through lockdown? Did you finish those Heinekens I brought round for you? Uh, I did, yeah. By the way, uh, Albert, to fill you in, Terence yep. came round and I said, just bring some booze. He brought Heineken. Mate, the whole case. He gives, gives it all the fucking nonsense when he's on the podcast, but behind closed doors, he's just a troglodyte like me. 
it was when we was having that super hot weather like you, you can't drink craft ales in like 95 degrees don't make sense um Sure. I'll defer to your judgment there, mate. <laughs> uh, before we go any further, let's let's talk about beer, shall we? Um, I, I've I've got a nice one today, I think. But um, what you got, Heskiff? Uh, I'm drinking a Modelo. Nice, which is very uh, nice. And Albert, I'm so. Oh, that's really hard to listen to because I haven't got anything, <laughs> and now I need a wee. Oh, you're, what, what, what is this? You're on a fast day. Yep. Um, Actually, yeah. It's ironic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. His wit's pretty fast, but um, I'm, I'm probably getting to the fridge. He's pretty fast. Yeah, I, I, I would, I couldn't even. Um, I did, I did consider breaking it, but then I went to the fridge and was greeted with absolutely no beer. So I can I can sit here and claim that it was my willpower that got me through, but it was actually my lack of organisation <laughs> in having beer in the fridge. Okay, yeah, are you ready? Are you ready for what I've got? No, Go no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Sonic Reducer, and it's from the Pentridge mm. Brewery, which is in Derbyshire. It's brewed with Simcoe, Columbus, Chinook, and Sentinel hops. Not had it there's before. A, <laughs> mm, there's a lot to unpack there. Are pretty, those, are those good. actual hops? Actual types of hops? It's pretty good. It's a um, it's a parallel. Yeah, it's nice. Recommend that. Could you drink it in hot weather? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one in in the Maybe sort of mor- in the morning before all the heat's really hit hit home. Bless. <laughs> right um should we should we talk about paris i think that's what we're here to do go on then uh mishibatsu has been announced as returning this time for an entire season on loan um albert is this is this exciting you potentially all i'll say is he scored against uh, watford so i hate him I hate him. Yeah, <laughs> but that was that was my probably my uh, Batshuayi highlight from uh, the last time round because that was a, a pretty dull game and he pulled out a a pretty special goal. Um, I'm just a bit uh, the the, the, Chel- the Chelsea loan system has has always uh, dropped a long term injury, doesn't it? Loftus cheek happened to Loftus cheek. Um, who was the who was the striker like, before? Like Remy, Loic Remy. I mean, did he even wear a sh- palace? Did he even put a palace shirt on ever? <laughs> Just about. I think a couple of times. The only yeah. one who didn't suffer it was Patrick Bamford, unfortunately. The one who we all wanted to suffer it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm excited. And no, listen, if he if he stays fit, I think he's a. Uh, you know, there's some people who are a bit trepidatious about it who said that he wasn't that great when he was here, which I probably sort of. Would have said, and then someone pointed out his goal stats. What was it six in thirteen? Yeah, which you know that's that's decent. Um, and we just need options. You know, it doesn't it, to the point. It doesn't matter if he's better than Benteke or better than Ayu, or we just need options because we're we we don't have any flexibility in that third of the field. So it's a it's a good signing in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think he he scored those six goals, one one in the FA Cup, five in the league, and in the from the time he joined us, I think we only lost a couple of games and we climbed massively up the league at that point. 
And I think come the end of the season, it was only Liverpool and Man City with better records than us in that calendar year. So it just showed what having a striker at the top of the field did. And a striker that Heskiff was just not used to having in recent years is one that sits on the last shoulder and gets in behind defences, which can stretch them. Yeah. I mean, all last year, we were sort of bemoaning the fact that we never had anyone in the box. And as good as Ayu was, a lot of the time he was sort of doing the hard work outside the box he'd look up and there'd be no one in there. So to have someone who's so adept at being that guy in the box, whether he does huge amounts outside of it or not, um, is someone that, that we will definitely benefit from. And, you know, quite apart from the fact that we only scored 31 bloody goals all last season. <laughs> so having someone who came in and scored six in 13 uh, when he was here last, you know, that's not too shabby. Uh, and like you say, he's here for the whole year. So... It's not a little case of sort of like does well until Christmas and he's off and we sort of suffer from it. So, yeah, I think it's a great signing. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I can't see how he doesn't score, should, should I say the dreaded 10 plus goals this season, really. He's um, he's scored goals wherever he's gone. He's always in between the goalposts and um, he's got a good one touch. Uh, the Roy, the way Roy's been setting us up over pre-season is we're all trying to bounce the ball off each other and um, try and make things happen, move quickly. And I think he's the perfect sort of striker to to have in that sort of mould. So I'm I'm very very excited. But as Albert says, he's probably going to get injured after three games he's, or something. He's he's good at bouncing the ball off himself. If you remember that uh, <laughs> that clip of him leathering it against the post and smashing it into his own head. Yeah, in the Belgium um, shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Like you said, always between the posts. Oh, <laughs> but no, very, very excited for this one. And um, I, I mean, I, I suppose there's a chance of us getting on the permanent at the end of the season should things go well. Um, Is there any talk of, of fee of what that might may or may not be? I, I, I think he'd probably be available. I think if they were to sell him now with before he signed that new contract, I, I think they would have been lucky to get ten million for him. Um, if he has a good season with us and then a year left in his contract, then perhaps that can stretch to somewhere more closer to twenty. I think they paid thirty million for him in the um, yeah. initial stages, but you've got to remember they've loaned him out a few times and they've been getting loan fees all the time. So it's not like they'd be making a loss on him long term. It'll just mm. mean that. Um, yeah, they they just won't get as much as the initial fee that he came in for. So if we can if we can get him for somewhere between fifteen and twenty million if he has a really good season, I think it's a no brainer really. Especially when you consider we're likely to lose a lot of wage bill come the end of this season. Um, a lot of players coming out of contracts. Um, you know your Sacco's, your Benteke's, and things like that. Uh, I know Benteke will have a year left, but those are wages that we try to get off the wage bill, so we'd be able to afford his wages and so on so on so hopefully it'll work out for all of us come the end of the season and um yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes i mean we are the striker graveyard so, so um he, he scored goals everywhere he's gone and if he's not going to score them somewhere it'll probably be with us but there you go he managed it last time so let's see let's move on to the transfer window a bit more as a whole um it's it's been quite refreshing isn't it Eskif? not even you can moan about this yeah so far so very good i reckon um, it just seems for the first time in, in I don't know how many windows that we actually have a plan and know what we want, what positions we need to buy, uh, who to target, plan Bs, that sort of thing. So, you know, the, the Ferguson transfer, we'd obviously done the hard work in January. 
but followed it up and made sure that he knew how much we wanted him. So that was done nice and early. Eze is exactly the sort of player, much like Batshuayi, that we need a bit of bit of creative flair, good with the ball, takes the heat off Wilf. Um, you know, getting him in for 16 million when Villa have paid about that for some fullback from Forest. You know, I think that's I think that's a really good deal for us. Mm. Um, Batshuayi looks really good, so I think if we carry on with that, it's it's like we we know where our deficiencies are. And we're we're filling filling those gaps really really well. So hopefully, if we get one or two or three even more in, um, I think it'll be an absolutely outstanding window. Three more? Well, <laughs> not necessarily first teamers. Let's caveat with that. Yeah. Well, I think I think we need a centre back probably. Um, even our great depth at centre back is being tested at the moment with the amount of injuries we have there, um, and. There's been lots of rumours that we've been looking at uh, Bella Kochap, uh, football manager legend, Heskiff, <laughs> Bella Kochap. Um, and then sort of going further up the field, we probably would like one more up top. And the report, you know, the other QPR lad we've been uh, pointed out, what is it, Osu, Osu Bright? Is that his name? Um, yes. Uh, and we've also been looking at Rian Brewster as well from Liverpool. So, and well, Ishmael Asar was mentioned today as well, Bert. Yep. Watford. But um, I I can't really see that one happening. I think, I think people higher up the league are looking at, looking at him. Um, So I, I, I mean, getting, getting Brewster in and Bella Kochat would probably signify a great window in terms of lowering the age of the squad, getting young players into the positions where we desperately need them and with very senior players in that position to help them along in their career as well. So, um, yeah, very, very exciting times. Uh, I'm, at the moment, I'm giving it about an 8 out of 10 as a transfer window um, and add, add those two, add Brewster or... Another winger and and Bella Kochap. I think we're we're probably looking at the perfect transfer window. So I don't, I don't know what to say. All, all this. I don't, want to, <laughs> I don't want to bring it down. I don't want to bring it down. But one of my best mates, who's a Chelsea fan, has just sent literally just sent me a picture of uh, Batshuayi doing the what do you call that pose when you put both your hands next to your head to do a bit of a. Nah, 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 nah. He's just sent me a picture of Batshuayi doing that in a palace shirt saying, enjoy this clown. So, you know, maybe t- taking the edge off it slightly. Well, <laughs> or to trying to. To be Chelsea. fair, Chelsea hero worship John Terry. So I don't know if I want to take their opinions too seriously. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, but I mean, they're the clowns here because they're the ones who have put a red, a red and blue kit out, a red and blue striped kit to what everyone is just like, what are you doing? Um, it's nice though, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I think it's better than our. Home I think show. it's horrible. Really? Yeah. Uh, it looks like it looks like a sort of bootleg, the sort of thing that our old producer Billion would buy off Chinese <laughs> eBay for like <laughs> seventy quid, and then complain that the ironed on badge has fallen off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the um, the man bet X was an awful sponsor on the front of a shirt. Let's be honest, it looked terrible. But the one he bought from China, it was like double the size of a regular shirt, <laughs> and he was so excited, bless him, about getting getting this cut price. It's it's the actual shirt. It's just you know, it's just just leftover ones. Yeah, okay, mate. Sure, sure it is. 
<laughs> there you go. Right. As always, is we look ahead to the season uh, in the opening episode and we jot down some predictions for the season and then we'll come back to it in the final episode of the year and <laughs> see how close we were, how awful we were. Um, I, I assume you've done all your preparation, lads. I've actually written it down because my memory is awful. Wow. I Thank you very much. Albert can't even manage to put beer in his fridge, so I'm assuming you haven't. I'm just looking at the questions now. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'll give you a chance to think. So, Heskiff, top scorer, and how many will he score? Uh, I've gone very positive. Uh, obviously, it's batch Y. I've said 14. Oh. Which, which, how that I say it out loud is... Is very high. I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. 14. Okay. Very, very optimistic. Um, who was the last player to score 10 over 10 in a season for us? Must have been Ben Teke, 16, 17. Oh. Yeah, Luca, Did Luca score 11? Oh, yeah. Penalties, though. Pens, yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't celebrate those. No, we are. They <laughs> <laughs> don't count. Yeah. All right. Goal, yeah. Goals are open play. Uh, would that show I mean that'll be and that's well that's my outrageous prediction we'll, I'll get to that in a bit what about you Bert who's who's going to score the most uh, well I'm going to also say Batshuayi but I mean I mean Heskiff is a Debbie Downer and he's he's already regretting the 14 where I think that sounds fairly modest Ooh. so I'm just going to top it a little bit and I'm going to say 16 goals for Batshuayi Okay, um, I'm gonna go for I'll uh, I'll go for Batshuayi as well, and I I I'll go eleven, eleven. I think I think eleven. Any anything more than ten will be a a positive outturn, really. But um, Zaha staying is literally crucial to this, this stat. Yeah. Absolutely. For me, anyway, because I've gone sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. If you've if you've got Zaha as a Batshuayi, and I have a Benteke, Ayu, whatever, all all sort of buzzing around each other. I can... McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully he's buzzing around the midfield of another another team. Uh, we need to we need to sell someone. We need to get some money in. Okay, top assists, uh, Albert. This time you're going first. This one's very. This one's very dependent on Zaha staying because I'm going to say Wilfred Zaha with seven assists. Mm. It's, uh, is it going to be the James MacArthur show again, Hesketh? Um, I, funnily enough, have also said Wilf with seven. Oh. oh. Okay then. Um, well, I mean, I think it's been James MacArthur for the last couple of seasons with like three or something. Uh, I'll go with. I'll go with Eze with six. Again, yeah, the, the, the new boy is doing bits. Um, who's going to be player of the year, Heskiff? It's it's back to being his year. It's going to be Wilf. Okay. I reckon having having Eze for this, for this club we're talking about. For this club, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I reckon having like Eze there and and Batshuayi and hopefully playing a bit more freer. Um, going forward than he did last year he'll, he'll get back to his normal self get a bit more space and start dicking players around a bit more mm, okay I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for Vicente 
Um, hopefully he won't drop any more clangers this season. <laughs> but you sound disgusted there. No, I'm not dis- not disgusted. Just you know, those those are the two that I have gone gone for, and I feel like I feel I have to be contrary and go something different. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go well outside, and I'm gonna say Nathan Ferguson. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Potentially. I mean, it depends. Uh, might have a slow start coming back from injury and all of that, but I mean, I, t- to be honest, I can't even say I've ever seen him play, so I have no idea if he's going to be good or not. I don't, did he review to manage to catch him on Sky at all? I've seen him twice, maybe. He looked all right. Mm. <laughs> he looks, looks all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so next one we have got is placing the table, Albert. 12th. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around, to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Haskiff? Well, I've said 15th, but now I'm looking at 14 goals for Batch Ryan, 7 assists for Will. 15th seems quite low. But it's what I went for, so I'll stick with it. Yeah, I'll go with 11th. Ooh. Just outside the top 10, as always. Yeah, we've done, then- we can do the maths. We know what 11 means. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's about how many more points Watford needed to stay up, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> and the last one and the favourite one is the outrageous prediction, Heskiff. Um, Nathan Ferguson's going to get goal of the season. I reckon he's going to absolutely smash a goal in from like 35, 40 yards, top corner. It'll just be, be the mirror image of Dean Gordon just pinging it with his right peg instead of his left. Nice. Uh, Albert? <laughs> Connor Wickham, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Connor Wickham. That is just my outrageous prediction. Connor Wickham. Connor, Connor Wickham. Connor Wickham. No, go on. What is it? Connor Wickham. Uh, <laughs> Connor Wickham. Connor Wickham scores uh, a goal. Scores sc- scores a goal for someone else on loan. Around January, February time. No, what's my outrageous prediction? I think that... Uh, oh, it's hard. It's 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 tough. I can't think of anything that outrageous, apart from Connor Wickham. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with... Um, Eze will end the season as our penalty taker. Ooh. So Luca will end up bottling it. At some point from the penalty spot. They've already given him number 10 shirt. He's just going to take pens as well. His penalty uh, 
what's the word? Like how he takes his penalties really scares me. Uh, there's there's a brilliant stutter in the stop. Yeah, there's a brilliant one from last season where the goalkeeper is just so lost. He ends up about four yards out <laughs> and still dives the wrong way. It's great. What's scarier, that or the Bruno Fernandez weird hopping, galloping towards the ball? Oh, is it him and Jorginho does that as well, doesn't he? It's very, very odd. Yeah. So, could you come up with an outrageous prediction in that time? Uh, Roy Hodgson to be sacked before Christmas. Okay. Uh, that is quite outrageous. I can't see that happening. They talked about that a lot on the um, review show doing a season preview, I guess is the best way of describing hello. it. Get yeah, back hello. in line, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, yeah, they talked about that a lot, saying it's, it's unlikely that he's going to get sacked because, you know, it's final year of his contract and as, as long as he keeps us in the division... And then hands over this squad for um, someone to come in. And that's where we'll end this little bit of chat of just basically, Hesk, if you've got <laughs> this squad now, I'm trying to think the best way to word it. This squad now has, you know, we've brought the age down a bit. We're looking to add a couple of more. It's got to become a bit more of an attractive prospect for um, any potential managers to replace Roy at the end of the season. Yeah, I think so. Um, one of my main concerns is if if Roy last does stay the whole season, which we, we all think he will, how is Patrick O'Connor going to survive? Because I think he's about to take off in the in the back of the next chat talking about Roy. Um, <laughs> what, one, I think one thing that's good for the incoming manager is that it's much less of a rebuilding than it would be if they came in this summer. Um, I know towards the end of the season, I was saying sort of, I think it makes sense for the new man to come in and just be the person that starts the, the, the new project or whatever you want to say it is. But I suppose if you come in now and we've got players like Batshuayi and Eze and Ferguson, you know, maybe Brewster, maybe Ben Rama, you've got like a nucleus of a, a really good young team that you can push on from. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think we're, we're building it very, very well. I mean, it's Palace, so we're bound to mess it up and shoot ourselves in the foot somewhere down the line. Um, but so far, everything's pointing in in a very good way, I think. Yeah, well, Dougie Friedman's been coming in for lots of praise from fans. Um, is he building it for himself, Albert? Hey, that's not a bad shout, actually. Well, that was, that was kind of my, the question I was going to put to you two. Do you think, I know obviously, well, reportedly, we don't sign players that Roy Hodgson doesn't, sanction but do you think these are Roy Roy Hodgson fully sanctioned signings um I don't I don't think so I, I think Roy has probably had to just accept that you know we need to get some younger players in although saying that immediately he thrust Eze into that we'll call it the Ruben everyone's been calling it the Ruben Loftus cheek role from when uh, we ended that season so well when he was here and um, so he clearly recognises his ability and wants to use him in that way and it immediately makes us a more progressive team. So maybe Roy comes in for a bit of slack. You know, if, it, if he feels like he's got the players to be more attacking, he'll play a more attacking formation as he's proven in the past. So, um, yeah, maybe just things have changed a bit. You know, he, he can't believe we've got a player like Eze and this can transform our style. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying this all now after a few preseason wins against, um, well, <laughs> the worst of opposition in Charlton and, <laughs> and Millwall. Uh, so you never know. It could all go tits up very quickly. But um, it, feel, I, 
it feels like they've gone. Um, if we buy loads of more attacking players, there's no way he can leave them all on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I expect another one's coming before the end of the window. So, abso- absolutely right. There's the, he can't he can't complain about his lack of attacking options. That that won't be an excuse for him anymore. And uh, and that was all he, he's only ever great. Basically, I looked at my bench. I've got no attacking options. That has now been resolved. Uh, he's still got the the rest of the squad. No one, no one's left. He's got the rest of the team in place. So um, he's got those attacking options, and it's now for him to. I think Dr was talking about a lot of it on the last pod of striking up the correct balance between defence and attack to make sure that we score some goals, Heskiff. Yeah, I th- one thing that I really enjoyed in pre-season, like you say, it was sort of crap opposition, but, um, and then, I have to say, I didn't watch the Bromby game, but the games that I did see, he, he was playing Gyro and Jimmy as the two in midfield, and those two worked really, really well. Um, obviously, Jimmy's really energetic, we know that, he, he's non-stop running every game. And Gyro likes to get forward. He's very calm on the ball. He doesn't he doesn't just hoof it away. He doesn't slow it down. He gets the ball moving, and that helps players like Eze and Wilf and Ayu. Because I think a lot a lot of the time last year, obviously I, I moaned a lot about having three sort of sitting midfielders, but we just like slowed the ball down so much, and we didn't have the players technically to sort of pass our way around teams. We need to get the ball moving quickly, basically get it on the wing and fucking leg it. Um, I think having Jimmy and Gyro as a midfield too, they do get the ball going. They run; they both run with the ball. They've both got a lot of energy um, and that's helped the, the, the attacking players quite a lot. And we've created loads of chances. Um, again, I know it's, it's not great opposition, but from the highlights, it looked like we created a lot against Bromby as well. We just couldn't couldn't finish. Hmm. So we're sort of hoping that, it, you know, getting, getting someone like Bashwai in, that, that all... That will be the one sort of missing link of the puzzle. That's a terrible metaphor, but you know what I mean. And we'll actually sort of start putting these chances away and and being able to play attacking football because not only do we now have the players, but we're actually quite good at it. A missing piece of the puzzle. Piece of it? the puzzle. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but sticking on Gyro Riedewald there, but do you, do you think he'll hold his place in the team or with with PVA out? And Luca coming back now. Do you think he'll switch to Luca and MacArthur, and then put Gyro in at left back? I did feel like wading into Heskis pro Gyro um, spiel there and saying, "Do you honestly believe he's going to start in the middle of the park when it actually gets <laughs> gets serious?" And that is not to say I don't like Gyro Riedewald. It's more of a Roy Hodgson comment. Um, yeah, I mean, if we know he can slot in at left back, and he did a he did a pretty decent job last time. He had a little run in that in that part mm. of the field. Um, you know, Luca, obviously, you know, has on his day, he, has, he hasn't had one of those days for quite a while, but on his day, you know, can be a real influence and set pieces are obviously a massive, massive part of his, uh, his arsenal. Um, so I, I do expect Luca to come in when he is fit. I don't know. I don't know how close he is, but um, I think if Roy, you know, you ask Roy, who's, who's more likely to start, all things being equal and, and fit, I think it would be Luca, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think he, I think he's. I don't think there's any injury problems with him. He played obviously in one of the preseason, and he played for the under twenty threes the other day. But I, I, th- I think he was just having to self isolate when he came 
when he came back for for some reason or the other. I don't know whether that was coming from abroad somewhere or he was. I think he'd been away in Serbia, so had to quarantine on his way back. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so he should be relatively fit. I mean, he blows out of his ass at the best of times. So, um, we'll, we'll, I've, never, I've never checked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there you go. We'll 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 see. I, I yeah, I I'm a bit I'm a bit like you, Bert. When uh, when the tough gets going, I, I don't think he's going to be in the middle. To be honest, uh, no. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to be there all season, but I think for this game coming. Um, I'd be really surprised if he doesn't play Jimmy and Gyro, considering they've started every friendly together, haven't they? So mm. I'd imagine he's been testing that out, and I don't think Luke is fully fit, so I reckon that they'll both start against Southampton. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think who Southampton have got out wired. Um, I remember him bring it. Was it Gnepo they brought on at the game at St Mary's last season, and he absolutely tore us a new one on the wing. Yeah, uh, very very pacey. So. Um, if he's about, maybe that'll be troublesome for. I mean, it'd be troublesome for Ward or or Mitchell or Riedervold if he's there. I imagine. So, I guess it's just how much trust he's gained in Mitchell over the back end of last season and going into these games. Um, he's not disgraced himself, has he, Sam? No, he's 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 been all right. Um, I think it's quite easy because he's a young fullback. A lot of people online sort of talk about him in the same breath as um, Wan-Bissaka, which I don't, I don't think he's that good, um, which is not really a diss because Wan-Bissaka was absolutely brilliant for us, obviously. Mm. Uh, but he, he seems to be sort of gaining in confidence. I think his positional play can be a bit better maybe, but... Um, comes with game time, doesn't it? It comes with playing at a level. And if, if he's playing alongside Scott Dan, who's just obviously super experienced, or, or Kiare, whoever's on that side... You know, he's going to have a lot of experience next to him sort of talking him through it, I think. So, um, by no means has he been bad, but I think the more he plays, like you say, the, the better, the more confident he'll be and the better he'll become. So, um, yeah, I'm fine with him being the, 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 the starting left-back um, while PVA is out injured um, instead of uh, Jaroslav Jack. <laughs> yeah, Yaroslav will be there. Um, of course... Uh, I, I talked about it at the top of the show about Southampton, our wannabe rivals. Um, and of course, it all stems around from the battles between Wilfred Zaha and James uh, Worry D.L. Prowse. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but can Southampton yes. become the new Watford? That feels like a leading question. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, he's a, even the other day they was doing uh, walk-ons for no uh, first uh, TV channels. They walk up to the camera, the players, and either put their arms behind their backs or whatever. Um, James Walprowse even the other day was uh, rubbing his eyes like he was crying and saying, "This one's for Crystal Palace." So, um, it oh, seems that it seems that? yeah, it seems like they're really missing Portsmouth. So they they need a new rivalry. Apparently, he is a he is a Portsmouth fan. I've, uh, my Southampton mate tells me he's originally really? a pom- he's originally a Pompey boy. I'll, I'll, I'll have to try and get that verified. But um, he's definitely an anchor. Uh, he also <laughs> <laughs> he also my mate Jamie also tells me that James Ward Prowse isn't in in any other game he's ever seen. He's he's not jippy as he describes it. It's only it's only when he plays us and particularly Wilf, obviously. Make of that what you will. I wonder yeah. why that is. 
Hmm. I mean, um, uh, I mean, we shouldn't speculate, really. But I mean, there are reports of someone who looks extremely like James Ward Prowse being at some very unscrupulous rallies. So, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll leave that there. Uh, <laughs> of course, they destroyed us at Sellers Park last season. Sam absolutely ruined us. <laughs> it yeah. was it was probably our worst performance of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just. It just felt like it was an inevitable result, you know. Um, and and they, to be fair, they've been pretty good against us at Selhurst for the last few years, really. Mm. Um, and it's just, I mean, they're quite a good team now. I think what was irritating before was they weren't even that good, but they comfortably beat us. Whereas now, um, certainly in the second half of the season last season, they were really good. And Ings was fine in all cylinders. Um Clearly, by the way, because we were linked with him before he went there, he definitely would have signed for us and got injured straight away. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, they're a good team and, and they they play some pretty nice stuff. And it's it's going to be a very hard game. Um, and I, you know, I take a draw to be honest with you. Um, I know that's not the most exciting thing to say at the beginning of a season when we're all looking forward to it. But I think if we can come away with at least a draw, um, it will be a sort of upswing on the last couple of years won't it so um, mm. it won't be too bad a result I don't think because I think they'll do quite well this year yeah I was um, talking about Danny Ings it's very frustrating that we didn't get him especially the form that he's well the player that he's turned into he sort of rediscovered he's up pre-injury form and looks fantastic and Roy Hodgson obviously at the last time he played him said when he was asked about Danny Ings that he was still extremely upset with him for deciding to go to Southampton instead of coming to Palace and of course he's going to be a big big threat on Saturday especially considering Albert that as I said before despite our centre-back depth we're, we're down to the bare bones and even Cheku's in there so what do you think of Cheku's pre-season so far? Well I can't say I've been paying the greatest amount of attention <laughs> well, he's been um, he's been playing alongside Scott Dan, and he, of course he's he's done it a lot before. He does it a lot for his country. I think he was pretty much centre back almost from minute one in the last African Cup of Nations when he took his team to the final. Uh, where they lost, didn't they, in the final? But um, he played centre back for that pretty much that whole tournament. So he knows what he's doing. And uh, Sam, you've watched the games. How how do you think yeah. he did? Yeah, he's looked pretty good. I mean. He hasn't had huge amounts to do because of how shit the opposition were, but um, he do, he doesn't look he doesn't look like he can't play at centre half. You know, he obviously is comfortable doing it. He like you say, he's done it for Senegal, um, and he's good at tackling. He's got really long legs. He's quite quick, so I'm not too I'm not too bothered about him playing the centre back. To be honest, um, I wonder what will happen when Martin Kelly's fully fit and whether he'll come straight in for Kiate. Um, but he's, yeah, he's looked, he's looked all right, to be honest. They both have. So that's a kiss of death. Yeah, the sceptic in me says that Roy is happy that he can get all his favourites in, right? So he, he can move Gyro to left back, get Luca and MacArthur in the middle. He can still play Kiate at centre-back, so he's keeping everyone happy there and still play this new four four two formation. Um, so I think that's all left to say, but do... Eze, assuming he's fit, does do Eze and Batshuayi go straight into the starting eleven for Saturday? Oh, well, bearing in mind that's only a day away, I don't know if it's. I mean, I don't see why not. To be honest, because you know we saw what Batshuayi did the other night uh, for Belgium, so he's obviously feeling all right and knows where the goal is. Um, 
shove them in. Why not? It's the first game of the season. Even if you lose it, it's only the first game. So we've we've signed these players. We've got to use them. You know, we can't. It, there's there's no there's no time to do that. Oh, let's bed them in gently. Like Batchwise played in this league before. You know, he'll come in. He's he's played with most of these players before. Um, and get Eze in there as well if he's fit. Why not? Mm. Feels like um, Jeff Schlupp's the biggest loser of this transfer window, Heskiff, after playing the whole pre-season up front. It kind of feels like now that they said play off the last shoulder and tried to get him to play as much like Batshuayi as possible. Yeah. Um, here you go, Jeff. Watch videos of this from two years ago. <laughs> uh, I, I, like, I, I think he'll be all right this season just because it, Roy does like to play him sort of wherever. Um and as much as, you know, in the past I've not been his biggest fan, I think to have someone like Schlupp in the squad who can come off the bench and run around when you need someone to run around, I think that's a very good option to have. <laughs> and and can play can play many positions as well. You know, you can play any, anywhere on the left, anywhere up front, in the middle. <laughs> he, he scored some all right goals as well last year, didn't he? So And that's um, it. Is he is he the left back? Is he the left back solution, you know? Maybe Gyro misses out altogether. Oh no. Where does James McCarthy play? <laughs> wherever he wants <laughs> um, I, I, I don't I don't think Eze and Batshuayi start on Saturday I reckon they both be on the bench so I reckon Schluppi will probably start um, but then he'll bring on one or both when we're losing <laughs> ah, and there we go um, just 35 minutes or so into the first podcast of the season and it's a guaranteed loss go on give us your prediction Heskiff uh, 2-0 to Southampton. <laughs> Albert? I'm going to go for a boring one-all draw. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say a hopeful a hopeful 1-1. One, one. But um, you continue you're going 1-1. One, one. I'll start brightly and say 2-1 so we can have a, a full spectrum of predictions. And yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, ex- I'm excited. At least it's all been announced. It'll be on BT Sport this weekend. So you'll be able to watch all the games initially. On September on TV at least we'll see if that extends into October once we inevitably be told we can't go back into stadiums in October as well um, as coronavirus cases are starting to pick up again I think it's going to be very unlikely which um, will then of course throw throw the current season ticket you know saga <laughs> into fresh light. Uh, we we haven't touched on that tonight because if you want to listen to um, some back of the nest talk on that, you can listen to Chris, uh, Dr, and Mike talk about it on the previous podcast. Um, but yeah, so I, I I think that's pretty much it. Albert, you got anything left to say? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, so it's just uh, head over to youtube.com forward slash back of the nest where DR has been plugging away tirelessly all summer. Hasn't literally hasn't had a day off um, doing transfer news and all sorts of stuff there. So go and look at his, his little punum and um, he's, he's I was going to say terrible, terrible beard, but I'm, I'm not one to talk at the moment. So. There you go. Um, of course, head over to backofthenest.com. Plenty of stuff going on there all the time and on the socials on Twitter at Back of the Nest or on Instagram at Back of the Nest CPFC. Um, we'll be back next week, I assume. Uh, or is it another Saturday game next week? I'm, I'm not. Who, who's following the fixtures these days? Uh, I know we've got we've got a mid we've got a midweek against United at some point, haven't we? Is that right? 
No, it's on, that's on the ninth. That's on the nineteenth, which is the Saturday, I believe. Oh, right. Unless, it's been, so, unless uh, it's been moved in light of the TV announcement. Yeah, it has. That's five thirty next Saturday. So that'll be the next game we're previewing. Then, so uh, uh, will we be back Wednesday next week recording? That's good. Yes, I have no other plans. Okay. <laughs> how dare you have plans for the opening weekend anyway that's your lot for this week so tune in next Thursday morning where we will be in your ears and of course the game will be reviewed by Hambo and his crew on Sunday so look out for that until next week up the palace back of the nest sponsored by pitch sport fun time videos choose your match day squad post match ratings and much more available to download on the app store and google play PitchDMM.com. the talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year we understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.